Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, jacked up people? Got a little deep there. Got a little deep. Man, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, hope you guys are having a great week, a wonderful day. Here in South Carolina, The t- today actually has been beautiful. I think it makes a big difference when the sun comes out. My mood is better. I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm one of those people that like uh, the emotion, like the... I don't want to say my emotions are dependent on the weather. That is not the case. Oh my gosh, that'd be terrible. But I do love the sunshine. I like when that comes out. So, um, yeah. So I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're seeing some sunshine. I hope you're feeling good with the sunshine. Yeah. Hope you're living the dream. Yeah. So before we get into what God has for us today, I we're, we're going to chase a little squirrel. Just a little. We're going to chase a little guy. It's just a little guy. We're going to chase a squirrel. Um, this is something that happened to me the other day. It was a funny, I've been laughing to myself about it. Um, so what better way than to share it with all the people around the world that are listening to this? Let's go. So the other day I was walking my dogs and it was in the morning. My, my dogs, we, we go for a walk every single morning, kind of our morning routine. So um, we're, we're on a walk and it, this particular morning, it was freezing cold outside, so I was all bundled up, had my big jacket on, my gloves on, my my toboggan, like ears were covered, like the whole thing, just bundled up, right? And on my walk with the dogs, um, there was a man that was, I guess, you know, I've seen him a couple times, not many, but I assume he lives in the neighborhood. He was getting his just, you know, exercise walk in. He didn't have a dog with him. So he's walking by himself, just, you know, getting some morning exercise in. And, uh, you know me, like I, I can't pass a person and not say hello. So of course I said hello and, and he begins talking to me and, you know, we both do the neighborly thing. Like we comment on how cold it is. You know, we're both talking about the weather and, you know, looking forward to warmer weather. And so, you know, we're both kind of talking about that. And and then he says to me, or I think he says to me, yeah, last week they furloughed me. Now, I'm not totally sure why he jumped right into a heavy conversation, but I thought, man, okay, like I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like if, if really... You would not believe the conversations I have when I'm in an airport. Now, eventually, you know, I'm going to talk to just about everybody I sit next to. But eventually, if you're sitting in the airport and you're having any type of conversation, the question will inevitably come up, what do you do for a living? And when I tell them that I get to work for FCA and um, so I get to do ministry or, or whether I say ministry or minister to athletes and coaches, whether it's ministry or minister, man, the, the moment that that word comes out of my mouth, the floodgates open. 
I mean, whoever I'm talking to, I hear about every problem they have, what their family is going through, the history of their family, why they think they're having these problems. And, you know, like, ah, there, there's, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty empathetic, you know, and so I'm feeling it for them. And, you know, and, and a lot of times, like most of the time, these people just need somebody to talk to. So I'm okay being that sounding board. Like I'm totally okay. Now it has gotten me in trouble because there have been some weird conversation we're talking like freaky dicky dutch conversations i'm like dude i wish i would have just put my airpods in but um no no i mean for the most part i love having those conversations with people and just you know like hey if i'm there for you for 10 minutes and it makes you feel better i'm cool with that so again like going back to this guy i saw on the walk and i'm i'm thinking hey Maybe he just needs to talk about this with somebody. Like, man, if if he got furloughed last week, like, holy cow, like that's some heaviness. And, and maybe his wife didn't want to talk about it, or I don't, I don't, like, I don't know, I don't know. I but I'm here for it, right? I'm like, so after he tells me, you know, about being furloughed, um, I actually I respond like I wanted him to know, like, man, that I wanted to be super sympathetic. So I respond with, oh wow, oh my gosh, like I am so sorry. Oh man, you know, just really just feeling it for him. And, and I'm like, man, that really stinks. And, you know, just really trying to like pump him up and, you know, hang in there, man. It's going to be okay. And, you know, I didn't want to come with the cliche, like, hey, God's got a plan. Like, I usually I want to punch those people in the face. Like, if something bad is happening to me and you tell me God's got a plan, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. But, um, then, so after I'm being super sympathetic to this guy, the man then says, and here it is cold again. And I'm a little confused, but I mean, honestly, like I continue on like a trooper and I say, well, the timing of all this could really turn out to be a good thing. You know, like hopefully the right door will open soon for you, you know, and so I'm, He's like, you know, one minute he wants to talk to me about being laid off of work, and then the next minute he wants to jump back to the weather, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm confused. Like, do you want to have a deep conversation? Do you not? Like, I don't. Maybe he was second guessing it. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm I'm ready to wrap up the conversation too. Um, and you know, I mean, I got I got two chubby dogs, and so we weren't gonna keep up with him in his walk anyway. Like, especially Macy. Like, May May is no, she's not keeping up with anything, right? Um. So I'm wrapping the conversation up and the man, like he looks at me like he's the one confused. And I'm like, bruh, like one minute you're talking about the weather. The next minute you're talking about being laid off work. Like I can't even keep up with you right now. So he's looking at me like he's confused. And so it tells me like, hey, enjoy the rest of your walk. Like question mark, like what is wrong with you? I don't, I don't know. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, have a good day. Like hang in there, man. Like it's going to work out, you know, like, Hey, I got you. Um, and so like the man leaves and I continue on walking my pups. And at this point, I'm just replaying the conversation back in my head. I'm trying to figure out what in the world just happened. Like, what was that all about? Like, I'm confused. So I'm, I'm replaying the conversation and, as I played back what he said, I realized that he must have said it was just flirting with us last week, as in the weather, as in the warm weather, like the warm weather was flirting with us last week, and now it's cold again, not not I got furloughed last week, the warm weather was, like it was just flirting with us, not I got furloughed, like 
what? Oh my gosh. Like what a goober. What a stinking goober I am. Like he was talking about the warm weather the whole time flirting with us. And I was telling him like to hang in there. And I was like super sympathetic. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And man, that really stinks. And you know, like even like when we're you know, part of way, like, hey, man, hang in there, you know, like, giving him a little fist bump, the whole thing, like, what a freaking goober, what, like, what is wrong with me, so, yeah, like, that's, that's a true story, that actually happened this week, um, I have not seen that man again, and honestly, I hope I don't for a while, because it's going to take me a little bit to recover from that conversation, <laughs> So, uh, I'm, I, I haven't seen him the last couple of mornings. Um, but, and maybe I just kind of, maybe I made him take a different route. I don't know, but it got weird. And then I realized that it didn't get weird. I was just an idiot. So, um, sheesh. Yeah. It's tough getting old. Like I used to make fun of my dad and like he would, you know, we'd tell him something and, and there used to be an old commercial about Denny's and they'd be like, Lenny's Lenny, where's Lenny? And they'd be like, no, Denny's. I don't know. If you know that commercial, it's funny. If not, um, yeah, I, yeah, you know somebody that doesn't hear well that turns everything into a funny story. So anyway, yeah, uh, that was me. That was me. So yeah, I told we were just going to chase a little baby squirrel. It turned into like a, a, a like a, a bigger squirrel than what I thought, but uh, maybe an adolescent squirrel. But okay, okay, okay. All right, we're we're going down the wrong path again. Um, let's get into what God has for us today. So, the other day, my quiet time took me to Exodus, and I know a lot of times I start things off like that, like, hey, the other day, my quiet time took me, yeah, yes, uh, being in God's Word, a lot of the stuff that I tell you guys, I'm just sharing with you what God is showing me. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the stuff that I talk about on here, it's from my quiet time. It's from me spending time in God's Word, and um, it's just, I love it. I love it when God shows up and meets me there and gives me a little sliver more of of him so I can see him a little bit better. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where that comes from. So anyway, in Exodus chapter four, verse 24, uh, we're going to talk about that a good bit, uh, but I, I'm going to read that. And again, I, just hang with me. Okay. This is going to be a crazy one. Hang with me because after I read this verse, you guys are going to say, where is she going with this? Like that verse is, is nutso. So anyway, all right. Exodus chapter four, verse 24. Here's what it says. On the trip at an overnight campsite, it happened that the Lord confronted him and sought to put him to death. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do a whole devotional on that sentence. Booyah! So let me give you a little bit of a backstory here, and let's figure out what the heck this is talking about. So Exodus, of course, we're going to be talking about Moses in the book of Exodus. Now, Moses had been chosen by God to deliver the Israelites from Pharaoh in Egypt. And at this point in the story, Moses has seen the burning bush. He's had an encounter with God. Moses knows that God wants to use him to free the slaves in Egypt. And I I mean, really, Moses actually tried to turn down the job. But God, but God, right? Uh, And really, let's just stop there. Like, we don't even need to go any further. We are, but we don't need to. uh, Because even right there, like, isn't it great that we can't mess up God's plan no matter how messed up we are? Come on, y'all. That'll stink and preach. So, yeah. So, Moses is, is on board, 
right? And he's getting ready to confront Pharaoh. Now, Moses and his entire family, um, they're camping out, and, and God is really working with them, and, and Moses knows that he's about to meet Pharaoh face-to-face and basically say, hey, man, let my people go. So while they're camping, again, think back to verse 24, uh, the Lord confronted him. So it's, it's talking about the Lord confronted Moses and sought to put him to death. So the big question is why, right? Now, really, here's, here's the big reason why. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, Moses had not circumcised his son, and this made the Lord incredibly upset. Now, back in this time frame, circumcision on the eighth day was a sign of God's covenant. And we can see this when we go back and look in Genesis, really Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 14. It's, it's talking about um, how that is a covenant with, with God and his people, the circumcision on the eighth day. So this was a, a really serious offense because not having his son circumcised meant that Moses was not acting like a member of the covenant. And if he could not do what the Lord commanded, then he was not in a position to speak on behalf of the Lord, right? Because God wanted to use Moses as a mouthpiece. Like he wanted to use Moses to say, look, I'm going to use you and I'm going to speak through you to Pharaoh. Now, again, like, yeah, if, if we're not following God's command, Holy cow, how can he even begin to use us in a mighty way? And so we're, we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of that, um, if you've read on, if you have uh, read verse 25, I cannot talk about this and not address verse 25. So in verse 25, it states that Moses' wife, Zipporah, she took a flint and she did the circumcision herself. Yeah, like she was like, boy... Get out the way. Like, ain't nobody killing LA. Uh-uh, this ain't happening. Like, God's going to use us. If you can't take care of it, I will. So she took a flint, did the circumcision herself. This is like the gangster part right here. It says, then she threw the foreskin. Then she threw the foreskin at Moses' feet. Y'all, like, what? Like, baller move. Right? I mean, just thug life. I whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, really, reading this, I read it, and I was like, hmm, I feel like me and old Zippo could hang. Like, like she was no-nonsense, hardcore, let's go. So, what's that old saying? Behind every successful man, there's a strong woman. Boom. You go, Zippo. You go. So, yeah, I just, I like, that verse just, I was like, holy like, What a freaking stud. But anyway, um, let's get back to the meat and potatoes of verse 24. (laughs) Um, For me, this is the big thing I took from the story. God has a special plan for Moses, a huge plan for Moses. God chose to use Moses in a mighty way that, that would end up freeing the Israelites. But here's the big booty Judy. God was not going to follow through in using Moses if Moses could not obey God's commands. Like, oh my gosh, that's so huge right there. God is looking for obedience. That's it. Moses, you know, the the Moses that we read about, he's one of the greatest dudes that we see in the Bible. Like, we read stories about Moses and what he went through and how God used him, and we think, man, like, that is, 
Like, how awesome is that? And Moses got to be in the presence of God. Like, like, dude, his face was glowing. Like, I want my face to glow. Like, I want my face to glow when I spend time with God. That's, like, that's just stinking cool. So, yeah, the, the, the Moses that we read about, we think, man, that's, that's a really, that's a, that's a great man. But the crazy thing is, reading this verse, man, God was very close to killing Moses because Moses had ignored a very important command. So we as Christians cannot expect God to use us in mighty ways if we are not willing to live according to his word. Man, I mean, this, this whole passage, the whole premise of this passage, it shows us that there are no zero there are no exceptions in pursuing holiness like you cannot half-heartedly pursue holiness it just doesn't work Moses could not be a leader until he was all in as a follower and I'm just gonna be straight with y'all like the same is true for us today yeah like the pursuit of holiness that's our jobs as as Jesus followers as Christians as people that love God our job is to go hey i want to look more like Jesus today than i did yesterday and again that's pursuing holiness and that is the process of sanctification right but you can't do that half-heartedly you can't do that and go okay well I, i'm going to i'm going to pursue holiness but i'm still going to keep a little bit of this stuff over here that i really like to do that i know speaks against um you know what it looks like to to live fully surrendered I, I i'm i'm still going to keep a little bit of that stuff for me so my question to you this week is have you made exceptions for yourself in the pursuit of holiness like again for us like as humans it is so natural for us to justify our sins justify our shortcomings um it's just it's just natural but at some point, we have to address that, um, or just like in the story, like God's going to address it for us, right? And and I don't want, I want to address, um, and if I have exceptions for my pursuit of holiness, I'll be honest with you, I would rather address it than God addressing it. Um, I just don't, yeah, I don't think that's going to go over well. So, um, and, and here's another question for you guys. Is there anything you're cutting corners on when it comes to living fully surrendered? Man, like, that's good. Like, living a, a life that is fully surrendered to Jesus, it is incredibly difficult to do if you go, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of these things. Now, I'm going to not do this one thing because I really enjoy that one thing. And, and whether that is, I mean, again, let's just talk about some of the most common sins, premarital sex, homosexuality, um, drunkenness, uh, I mean, what, what you could throw anything in there, right? Lying, gossiping, whatever. Um, but if we're going, Hey, you know what? I want to live a life fully surrendered, but I I really don't want to give this up yet because I really enjoy this. Then that's not fully surrendered. That's cutting corners. So is there anything that you are cutting corners on when it comes to living fully surrendered? So, man, yeah, like these are, these questions are tough and they're tough to answer because it makes us take a hard, honest look at where we are. And I think, you know, as Christians, like we should be doing that. We should be doing a little, you know, self inventory, um, for us, because, Hey, I guarantee you, God knows where you are. And if you don't know where you are, mm, you in trouble. That's where you are. You in trouble. Um, yeah. 
So put yourself in a position to be used by God in a mighty way, right? Let's not miss out on the opportunities that God has in store for us because we're not willing to be obedient. And honestly, man, the, the, the longer I'm a Christian and the more I grow in my walk, the more I realize that God loves an obedient heart, just loves an obedient heart, as any parent I think would. So, man, woo, that's a good one. That's a good word from the Lord. Um, yeah, so, I, hey, that, was a, that made a big impact on me, and um, I have a, a new hero at this point, old Zipporah, like Zippo. Um, yeah, I like, I know that, and this is just so like off the wall. You guys mean what's wrong with her, but, uh, Zippo lighters, like why are there not Zippo knives? Like she says she took a flint and did the circumcision herself. Like, come on now. Like we got Zippo lighters. Like why don't we got Zippo knives? That's what we should, we should market that. Oh my gosh. Somebody take that and I'll take 10% of, of whatever you make on it. All right. Cool. That's a, that's a over the air handshake. Mink, mink. Um, <laughs> hey, I hope that you guys got something out of this. Um, uh, man, I sure did. It was good. I love when God speaks to me and I, I love passing that on and sharing it with anybody that'll listen. So hopefully you guys, um, uh, hopefully it challenged you and, and, uh, it's going to make you dig in a little bit more as to where you are. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And as always, I hope you spend the rest of the week all jacked. <laughs>